Hey, it's Lou and welcome back to Shade Shorts. In this series, I'll be in conversation with artists and curators working in film. And today my guest is Patrice Robinson, curator of the Barbican's forthcoming film season, Snapshots, Caribbean Cinema Up Close. A new talent working in film curation, Patrice's working life began in film through volunteering at film festivals. Her journey continued after securing a place at the Barbican through the Independent Cinema Office Fed Scheme, which supports new entrants into the industry. Her work focuses on removing barriers to audience access, and she developed a programme of senior community screenings, as well as launching this cinema season at the Barbican on May the 17th. Patrice joins me this week to discuss her relatively late entry into film work in 2019 and why she wanted to bring Caribbean cinema to a UK audience. Okay, let's go into the conversation. Enjoy. Hi and welcome Patrice to Shade. It's so great to have you join us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome and we're here to talk about your new series, Snapshots, Caribbean Cinema Up Close, which launches at the Barbican soon on May the 17th. Your entry into film and curating film started when um, you were part of the Independent Cinema Office scheme, which supports new entrants into the industry. And um, we talk so much on this podcast about the value of industry entry schemes whether they work whether they don't who they work for and in what Mm. what capacity they work but for you obviously it did and it's offered this really solid position from which you can broaden the scope of films screening in our public spaces and that benefits all of us but what's that journey been like for you so far yeah I mean it's it's a great question it's been so interesting it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, like you said, because it's been a short period. I mean, I applied for the space as a Fed trainee in 2019, um, and we were due to start in 2020, but obviously we couldn't start because of the pandemic. So we actually started um, the actual role and actually based in in venue at the Barbican in June of 2021. So my actual, you know, getting into the work engaging with my colleagues and having discussions and learning and thinking about what I would want to do and how I want to kind of represent myself and create some work essentially started from June 2021 um so yeah so it's a very short space of time but it's been so um such a kind of like enriching process for me and I you know I can only champion schemes such as um the Fed scheme and a number of others because it has benefited me and I had previously worked in a completely different um, sector so not the arts at all Mm. and when I just made that decision for myself that actually I want to just kind of work more creatively I'd kind of always suppressed that part of me because I was in this other role and I just you know enough was enough (laughs) but when I made that decision um, which was bold enough for me anyway, because I've always been quite a, a person that's kind of, you know, just thinking about paying bills and things like that. Um, yeah. When I yeah made that decision, then it was about, well, how will I actually achieve it? <laughs> and that was more difficult because there was just not really any, 
entry points um, because either, you know, I didn't have the background or I didn't have, you know, the connections or I didn't have the experience, which is all valid. So a scheme such as that was perfect um, because the main requirement was that you had to have less than 12 months experience. So I was like, yep, perfect. That's me. And, and it didn't have an age requirement, which I, um, and I say that not to um, kind of undermine youth schemes because I think they're so invaluable they're, they're so necessary but obviously that I was over 25 when I went for um, you know for a place so the fact that I didn't have that age requirement was just perfect for me and I I really think they we need to have more um, schemes like that if they're kind Absolutely. of fit for purpose definitely we, we need more of absolutely and so so since that scheme mm-hmm. you did you go on to become a freelance curator uh, in film or did you or do you get offered a permanent position at the end of of these uh, schemes how how does it work or how did it work for you so uh, with that scheme it's not guaranteed that you will um, get a job with the venue that you've been placed in um, but luckily for me uh, everything seemed to align because um whilst I was actually um placed a job came up within the cinema team and so I had to make that decision if I was going to give up my place as a trainee to take this job um which I did um but that was I was it was quite difficult but I just thought you know in the art sector um in the team where I've already you know got to know my colleagues and we're working quite well together why would I not go for it so um it was just yeah it was just everything seemed to align where that job came up and but I suppose what was really helpful and I suppose why it's about the how do I say this the intentions of the venue and the intention of the person providing the scheme so in this case independent cinema office they were really supportive because although I went for the job and they still maintained that connection I was still able to access um support as a trainee and they still you know gave me that sort of guidance amazing and back to the collection Mm. so we can talk a little bit about what the audience can expect to see when they come along the the collection includes shorts as well yes and I was lucky enough to get an early view of of one of those shorts which Mm. was called the wound is a portal yeah it was an amazing unique insight into community and our connection with the land and Mm. um, back home and it was just so beautiful but I won't share too much about it but it really was a unique watch but there are many others on show and so can you talk a little bit more about some of the other shorts in the currents collection and and how did you find them how did they find you and and how did you start to form um, your choices um, and decide what you were going to show in this series of shorts yeah so I had a a fantastic opportunity to go to the Trinidad and Tobago Film Festival in September of last year and when I went there it essentially was for me to um, see more Caribbean cinema because um, I felt that I just didn't always have access to that and I only speak for myself um, (laughs) so it was more of a kind of like personal journey to to see more um, understand more and when I went out there I had seen essentially you know the films that are now in snapshots caribbean cinema up close and i was just taken aback by well i suppose i didn't at first i just you know i just felt i just felt that the work was great and that 
uh, they were so rich but when I actually started putting the uh, collection together and the program together you know I just started to think about the themes and they they're all they're all connected and I think connection is the what kind of ties them together so whether it's connection like you said to the land with the, the wound is the portal or um, connection with oneself or connection with family so say for example strictly two wheel and my my maxi also should the cake a number of uh, number of films have that connection to family and whether that is positive um, or a negative experience is just about how we interact with one another and how those interactions affect your life moving forward and I was just really interested um, I'm just I suppose I'm just interested in interpersonal relationships the kind of um, intergenerational connection um with strictly two wheel it's about um again i won't give too much away come and watch the you know program but um it's about that relationship that um bobo has with his bikes and his work but how he passes that down to the next generation and i i just kind of that really resonated with me moving on from the shorts like the Mm. features you're showing um are really exciting too and the season kicks off with the premiere of the the brand new restoration of one hand don't clap um can you tell us a little bit more about this film and and also you know it's a a, a uplifting kind of joyful kind of like insight Mm. into um into calypso yes yes. and the community around calypso but it completely counterbalances some of the more challenging screenings as well. Mm. I was thinking about um, Parsley, for example, yeah. uh, which is screening on May the 31st. So mm. you've obviously like created a really nice balance there, um, yeah. like a really nice offering Thank for the you. audience. But yeah, tell us about One Hand Don't Clap and then maybe um, we can hear a little bit about Parsley. Yeah, so we have, yes, uh, uh, an amazing special preview of One Hand Don't Clap um, and two screenings of that. I, When I watched it at the Trinidad and Tobago Film Festival, it was um, kind of uh, premiered as, uh, as part of their Cinema Under the Stars and it was an outdoor screening. And so when I was there and just seeing the audience which is a family audience um so you had from your your wee ones your little ones to the elders all engaging and just kind of like you know dancing singing along the laughter that was what I wanted to encompass and bring back it kind of just embodied the entire spirit of Calypso and just seeing such you know legendary artists Calypso Rose just seemed perfect to include that um in the season and I wanted to mimic that um aspect of kind of um intergenerational um kind of communication so we also are doing a kind of uh, senior community screening so for elders to bring their you know family along um, and to enjoy the film in that space catered for them so I just try to create like you said earlier balance amongst the different screenings and I think the presence of um, one hand and clap and and parsley they balance each other out it's called snapshots for a reason i just wanted to present the audience with an opportunity to dip their toe into different parts of whether it's caribbean history caribbean culture caribbean life amazing and parsley um can you give us a bit of an insight as to what that feature is about yeah so it's discussing the um, as the Parsley Massacre that took place in October 1937 mm. and when I actually watched this film I didn't know that this took place and you know I just had to kind of forgive my own 
ignorance in that sense I didn't I didn't know about it so watching the film and it is through a narrative so the, obviously the the event did take place you know it's based on historical fact but it's kind of told through a narrative to kind of walk us through this horrific event essentially mm. it's following you know the lead marie and she's pregnant and she is a haitian woman and she is partnered with a dominican dominican man there's an outbreak and the um the mass killing of haitian people on the border of the, the dominican republic starts and it's about her journey to escape that to survive how do you feel now as you're about to launch this collection your your first collection of films in the UK at the Barbican no less you know and it fills the gap for you and for others um by you know in which they yeah (laughs) a window into in into their own worlds and for others you know they get a window into worlds that they haven't been a part of so Mm. like how do you imagine that like your imagined visitor will be influenced by it kind of like how you were influenced by the films that helped shape you yeah I mean oh it that's a that's a great question I well first of all the first part of your question about how do I feel I'm completely overwhelmed but in the most positive in the like the most amazing way to have been able to kind of like achieve this but I really really hope that the audience member that walks in can you know um see themselves in that and I know that yeah my target audience are you know people across the um diaspora but you know for everybody else as well it's not a kind of exclusive experience i want them to be able to uh think about how they represent themselves in their own life and also just question how they um their own experiences with caribbean um cinema in the kind of present day and maybe we can kind of question why we haven't seen more of it thank you so much for for putting it together like and it's been amazing speaking to you so thank you so much for telling us about (laughs) snapshots thank you patrice